exciting, exciting. Daf Kuf Chav page 121. In Mesech Yivamas, and we got to the Mishnah, approximately uh, 12 lines from the top of the page. Masnison, let us get going. Nafal Lamayim. Okay, now we're discussing previously in the beginning of our parak and the previous couple of prakim, we discussed who was believed to tell us somebody died. Now we're going to determine what questions do we ask and what do they actually have to see to inform us that the person has passed away. So Nafal Lamayim, if somebody falls into water. Now I'm not going to say exactly what type of body of water, but I'm just going to clarify. You see a guy fall into water. Now I'll tell you what you didn't see, him come up. Okay? He went down and he didn't come up. Whether the body of water that he fell into has banks, or whether the body of water that he fell into does not have banks, she cannot remarry. You have to assume there's a chance that this guy is still alive. Okay. Amar Rameir. Rameir says. Now, by the way, if there's, a, if there's banks, that's more reason to say there's a, that, that he's actually dead. Right. He can't go too far. So where'd he go? Right? Amar Rameir. Rameir says, There's a story with somebody who fell into a large well. And he came up after three days. This guy was... What was the guy's name? Houdini. Yeah, right. He was able to stay underwater for a long time, and therefore, a person who goes under doesn't come up. We assume he's like, "Where'd the guy go?" It's already six minutes, right? You know. But um, you see from here, no, there is a possibility. There was a story with a fellow who was blind, and he went down to be tayvul in a cave of water. There was obviously water in the yard of and the person who was supposed to, you know, be his helper went behind him. And they stayed down in this uh, body of water long enough for people to die. And they permitted their wives to remarry. So you see that if people go down into, uh, people go down into a cave... And a cave has, it's not unlimited, you could find an end to the cave, and they don't come back up. You see from here, we would permit a woman to remarry. So this is a little bit of a contradiction on what we said initially. Okay, now call it a contradiction, or call it the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi by telling us this story. Vishov Maisa, another story, in the city of Asya, there was a fellow, he was thrown into the water. But also be Adam Ella Raglai, and the only thing they pulled out of the water was a leg. Like we learned yesterday, if it is above the knee, we say the guy's dead, and the woman, the wife's allowed to remarry. If it was below the knee, then we say maybe his leg was just bitten off. Here's a leg, and he's somewhere else, uh, fine and dandy. Okay. Tanur Rabbonon. The rabbis learned so should we. It's been a while since Tanur Rabbonon. It's been a while. Here we go. Nafal Lamayim. A guy falls into water. Bein sheish lem zayv. Whether there's an end. Bein sheish lem zayv. Whether there's no end. Ishtay asura. The wife is not allowed to remarry. Divrei meiz. Bein rabbi meiz. Bechamir lecham. Say maimi sheish lem zayv. If there's an end to the water. So where is he? You know where the banks are. You know where the pool is. The guy didn't come up. So then we're going to say ishtay muteres. The wife's muter. The, the guy's dead. You don't have to assume he could live there for a few years. But if there's no end, then Taka, we're going to say, Ishtoi Asura, 
the wife is forbidden to remarry, maybe he floated so far away. What is considered water that has banks? Because Lamaisa, we know in the Torah, what is Shvashta in Torah? HaKadosh Baruch Hu made boundaries for the water. So ultimately, every body of water does have an end somewhere. So what's considered a body of water that doesn't have an end? If you stand in that spot, you look in all four directions and you don't see any land, that's considered Mayim She'ein Lahem Saif. Okay? There was a fellow who drowned in the swamp of Samki. Rav Shila allowed his wife to remarry. Okay? Now, how do we know he drowned? He went down. We never found his body, obviously. Okay? Fine. So we allowed um, his, his wife to remarry. Omar lay Rav Shmuel. Rav Shmuel says, Omar lay Rav Lishmuel. Rav says to Shmuel, Ta nishamte. Let's go put Rav Shila in Techerim for allowing this married woman to remarry. If you want to put him to Cherim, what do you got to do first? Communicate with him, talk to him, find out what the story is, find out what's going on. So they sent to him, If you have water that has no end, What do you hold? What do you hold? No. What do you, what do you, what do you say, Rav Shila? She's not allowed to remarry. One second. Let me ask you a question. Just, you know, nothing to do with anything. But, by the way, if somebody were to drown in this uh, swamp of Samki, uh, uh, so is that considered uh, a swamp that has an end? So it ain't lahem saif, and you're not allowed to allow a woman to remarry. They said, one second. So, Umar, my time, Sheila, how can you allow this woman to remarry? She says, I made a mistake. It's a good answer. One of the best answers you can give is, made a mistake. Okay. He said, I thought though, that even though there's an end to these waters, okay. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry. Even though there's no end to these waters, since the water is so stale, we're going to consider this to be water that does not have an end. You hear this? And now I know that it's not true. I know it's not true. Because since there are ripples in the water, that means that's symbolic of the water moving. And whenever you have a little, even the smallest amount of motion in the water, that's, that, that means there, there's freshness that's existing. Amor Gale, Ashpalu. We're good, we could say that maybe the wave, um, the, the current, uh, sent him downstream and maybe he's alive. So if Sheila says, I made a mistake, but let me explain my mistake, why I allowed her to remarry. Ultimately, it seems they didn't put Rav Sheila in Tehrim anymore. It's fascinating, right? He made the same mistake, but since he knows he made a mistake, all right, fine, people had to make mistakes. Kari Shmuel later, Rav Shmuel said about Rav Layuuna Latzadik Al Oven. No Avera will come to a righteous person. Okay, Kari Rav Layuuna Shmuel Utushua Beroiv Yayets. Salvation Beroiv in a lot Yayets has a lot of Eitzah, meaning one wanted to put a Mecherim, 
one said, let's go talk, and each one said about the other that you see from this story how great the other one is. You hear this? Shmuel, who saved the day, said about Rav, you know, you know Rav wanted to put him here, but he didn't view it negatively. Each one has an eye in favor for the other one. Baruch Hashem, like Rav, like hopped to be critical about this so we can clarify the situation. And Rav said about Shmuel, oh, Baruch Hashem for Shmuel, he has an eye, you know, he had an eye in favor to Shmuel. Baruch Hashem for him that he decided to communicate more and, and each one viewed the other in a way of positivity. Okay. Here we go. Tanya. We learned in a Bryson. We're going to have a lot of fascinating stories on today's death. Omar Rabbi Rabbi says, with two people who were fishing in the Jordan River. Okay? The sun set. Huh? Sorry. And one of them entered something, entered a hole that was made by fish. Okay? Meaning sometimes you could have like water that creates like, uh, like kind of like an underwater cave, you know, that they could, they could swim in. Fine. Um, and he couldn't see the opening. And his friend waited long enough that if the guy's down there, he ain't coming up. He ain't coming up. And he, he came and he told the guy's wife, you know, I feel, you know, I feel terrible to tell you this, but uh, your husband's not around anymore. Reminds me of a joke. Come on, a good husband joke, right? There's a guy who um, would uh, convince his wife that he's, he's you know, when he, he'd go hang out with his friends and and, uh, and gamble. He'd go out with his friends and gamble. His wife would scream at him. So at a certain point, he, you know, he, um, I don't remember this. He said, uh, he would, you know, make up some sort of story where he's going and he'd still go out with the same friends to gamble. But one time he gambled away his house. Gambled away his house. And as soon as that happened, he, he, um, he had a heart attack and he died. He passed away. So the two friends, like, what are you going to do? How are you going to tell his wife? One friend says, don't worry, I got this. I got this. He was knocking on the door. He says, I just want to tell you, you know, your husband came uh, gambling with us the, uh, you know, just a few hours ago. She says, what? I warned him and I warned him and I warned him. Yeah, you know, he, uh, you know, he laid a lot of money on the line. She says, yeah, how much? Is it $5,000? She says, $5,000? You know, the sugar, the guy's a nut. I knew it. <coughs> Not only that, you know, he gambled away your house. She says, get away my house, tell him to drop dead. He says, all right, I already told him. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> all right. Fine. See, see, uh-huh. How do you get some iron coat? That's the joke? Oh, that's the joke? Yeah, that so, is. So, tell the wife. The next day, the sun was shining, and he looked inside the opening. He comes home. Yeah, the guy was stuck there because it was dark. He didn't really drown, but he was stuck out in this in this little crevice. And he he comes home, and everybody's giving his spade him what a wonderful man he was. And unfortunately, we can't find his body. Oh, my Rebbe, Rebbe says, which, by the way, you know these stories people people hear their own eulogies. You know, it's a big wake up call. He says, how great are the words of the Chum who say, 
Because you see, somebody could be assumed to have died, and in the end is alive, you cannot allow a wife to remarry. Even if there is a soif, okay, why are we allowing her to remarry? Maybe there's some sort of crevice, some sort of hole that was dug out by the fish, that the fish go in and we can't see it. And maybe he's hiding out in this little, in this little uh, cave that's underwater with, his, uh, with oxygen. Why are we allowing her to marry? Because that's not common in a body of water that has saif. It's only Maim She'en Lam Saif where that's common. So interestingly, with this whole story, we have to walk away with this like this. You know, you have a story of this guy, and it comes out that they made a mistake, right? They thought he was presumed dead. Turns out he's not dead. The Gemara is saying, you should know, as long as there is a decent chance that that exists, that's where we're concerned that perhaps he's alive. But if it's like a one in a million type of situation, then even if he is alive, you don't need to hold a woman aguna just in case a guy's sitting there in this little thing eating fish for six months. Okay. Amr Abashi Rabashi says, That's in general. If he's Tamil Chacham, or we'll call him a, a yeshiva guy, Loi, why? Eat the Solik, because if he were to come up, Kala is Lay, it would become known. You hit us? Incredible. So, we're agreeing, if the water has no end, the guy could have gotten dragged away. The question is, then what? Then what? Let's say he did get dragged away. Let's say he is still alive. Where is he? Where is he? Says Ravashi, if he's a person of stature that people are going to hear about his whereabouts and there is no word about his whereabouts, you could be even more lenient. Says This logic does not work. It doesn't matter. The truth is, if a woman remarries based upon the news that her husband died in this far off water, then in the halacha is she's allowed to stay with her husband However, however, we do not allow her to remarry. And this applies whether or not the person is well known, the person will be looked for, so on and so forth. There's not going to be any difference. Okay, here we go. Let's get into a couple stories about our Heilige Tanayim. I saw a boat sink and I had tremendous tsar over a big Talmud Chacham that was on the boat. Umanu, who's Talmud Chacham on the boat that I was presumed to have died? Rabbi Akiva. Listen to this. Hey, look at Gemara. I just read this. Huh? I came back to dry land. He came in front of me to Darshan Halacha. Amarti Eloi said to Rehei, look at Rabbi Akiva. Benimi Haleich. How'd you get out of the water? Amarli daf shel svinan is da mainly. Chavra. Daf. A daf of a boat was prepared for me, not appeared to me, was prepared. Because nothing is by accident in the world of Rabbi Akiva. It was nizda mainly. Behold gal ve gal shabolai, every wave that came upon me. Naanati loy roishi. I bent my head and I kind of surfed. The waves, and that's how I lived. Let's pause for a moment. 
The Hiligim Mepharshim explained, this is Rabbi Akiva's hinting to us his chusim. The chus that he had, the merit that he had to be saved. You know the merit he had to be saved? Is that in a turbulent world, there's going to be a lot of trucks that dump their garbage on you. Right? As we've said from the taxi driver in Eretz Yisrael. There's a Yidin that gets into a monit in Eretz Yisrael, in a Shefa parking lot. And the monit backs out, the cab driver backs out, and as he backs out, all of a sudden a car goes zooming through the parking lot and just, like, just missed, like, nailing them, like, totaling their car. And it screeches out, the guy gets out, he starts screaming at the cab driver, like, Meshuggah, you know what I mean? Like, cab driver just, like, waves to him, and the guy moves on. So this kid sitting in the back seat, this yeshiva man, says to the cab driver, he's like, how are you such a tzaddik? You know, you didn't do anything wrong. The guy's screaming at you, cursing at you, and he almost took away your parnasa, and you're just totally chilled. So the cab driver has only, only wisdom of cab drivers in Eretz Yisrael could do. He says, let me tell you something. He says, I have something called the garbage truck rule. This is the garbage truck rule. A garbage truck goes from garbage can to garbage can collecting garbage. Some people are garbage trucks. Throughout the day, they're going around collecting garbage. They're not getting along with their wife. They're not getting along with their kids. They're not getting along with their colleagues. They just got fired from work. They're not there. And they have garbage. What happens at the end of the day? You need to dump your garbage somewhere. Sometimes they dump it on me. It's okay. That's why I don't get upset. I call it the garbage truck rule. Sometimes I'm the local dump. He doesn't really mean it. doesn't have it against it. Okay, beautiful. Says Rabbi Akiva. You hear this? Says the Heliger Rebbe Akiva, you know what's chos I had in order to save me. Every time a wave comes over me in my life, I'm the first person to bend my head and let the other Meshuggayim think that they're right and scream at me and do their thing. And, and I just bow my head and ride the waves. And ultimately, I'm the one who ends up alive. From here, the Chachamim say... If a wicked person comes upon a person, you know what you should do? Somebody comes, wants to hold you up, your money, your life, you know what you do? Give him your wallet and move on. Give him your wallet and move on. Just finish. Just leave it. Right? I thought Rebbe Kiva was a goner. But from here you see the great the, the great words of the Chachamim. Beautiful. Yeah. Whatever goes Baruch Hu sends, yeah? And you know you know what a wave is? What's a wave? Up and down. That's Mama Shoda wave is. So it goes goes up and down. That's that's what's what goes on. Tanya Madantana Bray Sam Rabbi Akiva. One time I was going in a boat. And I saw a ship. That broke apart and sunk in the water. See, Rabbi Gamliel saw Rabbi Akiva. Now Rabbi Gamliel saw another boat sink. Yeah, Rabbi Akiva saw another boat sink with the Dhamma Chacham on that boat. Umanu Rabbi Meir. And I came to the land of Kaputkiya. Bobby Yashava Don Levanai, Bahalacha, he came and he came to Darshan, learn Yeshiva, Mi Amarti Lai Benima, Mi Halech, who brought you out of the water, Amarli Gal Teradani, Lechave Roy, Bechave Roy, Lechave Roy, Yachikane, Leabasha, beautiful. It is. One wave carried me to the next wave, and the next wave carried me to the next wave until I was able to come out of the water. 
Something you can't do on your own. Right? What do you do? Sometimes you think you can't do things on your own. You're right. So you know what you do? You carry them as far as you can. And somebody else is going to take over. Sorry. Don't do everything. At a certain point, the job gets done. Beautiful. The rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis not for the guy. a guy falls into a lion's den. What are you going to say? He's dead. Yeah. You sure? What if they just fed the lions in the zoo? Maybe they're not hungry. You can't testify. He's dead. Who says the lions ate him? But if you fell into a a um, a place or a chafura, a a, uh, a yeah, a pit or a, a chafur means a dugout, right? A dugout hole, a pit of of um, full of snakes and scorpions, then meidin alav. Okay, huh? Bigger nays, right? It's a bigger nays. Why? We're concerned. Top of Amud Beis, Shema Chabarhu. Listen to this. Maybe that's his talent. You know what he does for a livelihood? <laughs> he uh, he knows how to control snakes and scorpions. Yeah, Rashi says He knows how to whisper to them. Shema Tachbaru. So you don't know he's dead. But Tanakama Agav Itzitza Maskile doesn't matter. Even if. You're good with snakes and scorpions. If you fall on top of the head, you make them mad. And therefore, it doesn't wake. All right. Tanu Rabbanon. The rabbis learned that's why the rabbis. Or the rabbis learned so should we. A guy falls into a kivshonoish. A fiery furnace. Midin alav. Liurim leayayin vishem. And midin alav. If he falls into a fiery furnace, you can say he died. And if he fell into a vat. Full of wine or oil. Also, you could say he's dead. If he fell into oil, so um, uh, you could assume he's dead because apparently they would keep fire underneath it to keep it fresh, and he was it would burn. But if there was hot wine, you can't testify because he's going to cool off the. Um, uh, he's going to cool off the uh, the vet. Amrulai tchila mechabe v'soifer mavir shkayich. Yeah, you can still testify he's dead because even though he cools off initially, eventually, apparently, the way it works is the fire gets even hotter afterwards, and therefore, even if he falls into a vat of wine with fire underneath, you could assume that he passed away. Amr of Meir of Meir says two dots. Meisib beechad shnafel baragadol the gomer. A guy fell into a large pit and he came up. Three days later, time to buy some leather of mayor and maskira maisenisim. Don't bring miracles to paskin halachos. That was a miracle. Okay, that was a miracle. That's it. My maisenisim. What does it mean, maisenisim? If you're going to say the miracle was that he didn't eat or drink for three days, but it says, Esther didn't eat and drink for three days. So you see, a person can live for that long. Rather, we'll say that it's miraculous because the person didn't fall asleep. Well, guess what? If a guy makes an oath, I take an oath, I've not uh, slept for three days. We give him Malchus because we assume he lied. the altar, And we put him to bed. For a mayor, my time. Says the Gemara, mayor, why does he hold 
that it's not considered a miracle, and therefore you could rely on that story for more than three days. He says that there were like various like uh, ledges within that uh, that well, and therefore he could have leaned on them and perhaps even taken a doze, so on and so forth. They say that that type of well was made out of shayish, was made out of marble, and it's too slippery for a person to fall asleep on, and therefore that whole story was a miracle. The fact that he survived was a miracle. Since, he survived, the, since it was a miraculous event, there is no, there, there's nothing to learn from the story. Rev Meir, what about Rev Meir? He says, misrich porta. No, that, you know, it's not possible to say that even if it's made out of marble, he couldn't have at least dozed off for a minute, you know, uh, and, uh, and uh, allowed that to help him survive. Bottom line, Rav Meir says, um, it's not a miracle, and therefore we could learn from this story. Nacham say it is a miracle, and therefore we cannot learn from the story. Tongue upon the rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis, Ah, Story with the daughter of Nechunya who would dig wells. Why would he dig wells, says Rashi, on behalf of Klal Yisrael, when we would be at the Regal of Kirushalayim. We needed water to drink, so Nechunya took it upon himself to make watering stations. See, dug wells. His daughter, Nafalabaragodo, she fell into a large well, and there was the threat of drowning. They came and told Rukhani Ben Daisa, this girl fell in, we need to do something, we got a daven for her. So the first hour, he said to them, She's okay. She's okay. You don't need a, you don't, it's not, we're not in crisis mode. Not in crisis mode. Uh, the second hour, he says, yeah, relax. You don't need a miracle either. Right? That doesn't mean he didn't daven for her, but he says, She's okay. I know she's okay. Shalishis, once he got to the third hour, Omar Lahem also, she already came out of the water. Omar La, he said to her, Biti who took you out of the water by the third hour? Omar A male sheep came to me, and there was an old person guiding that sheep. Now what's a male sheep? A ram. And there was a old yid, Leading the ram. Who's the old Yid? Avruham. Avruham Avini. Yeah. Was guiding the ram. Amrulai. So they said to Rav Khanina ben Daisan, Naviyata, you must be a Navi. You said she's okay for two hours. The third hour he said she came up. Huh? You must be a prophet. So what did he say? Omar Lahem. Loi Navi Anaychi. Veloi Ben Navi Anaychi. A common refrain in the yeshiva world. I'm not a Navi and I'm not the son of a Navi. But I have a brain. I have knowledge. Yeah. Something that a tzaddik gives his life over to. Is his child going to be nichshal, be hurt because of it? You should know that Nechunya's son, Nechunya's daughter was saved. Nechunya's son ended up dying because of a lack of water. Incredible. Okay? Is there a reason? Huh? Mar- huh? Does Rashi give a reason? Doesn't give a reason, but the Mepharshim say that the, the promise of not being Nechshal in something that you had is, is something that you built with your own hands. So if he wasn't in the, if he wasn't in, if, if he wasn't in the vicinity of these wells, 
he doesn't have that same guarantee. That's what it means. But in other words, if you do, if you build something with your own hands, that same exact thing okay. is not something in the same parsha. That's how some of them explain. Sharm, as it says, and his surroundings are, are uh, you know, have a lot of movement. Okay. And sometimes even the greatest tzaddikim end up, you know, uh, having some element of tzara in this world. Rebbe Chanina Oimer, Rebbe Chanina says, Mehacha, we're now from here, Kel Narutz, Besaid Kedashim, Kedash Baruch Hu is feared in the side of holy, Besaid Kedashim Rabbah, big holy ones, Venaira, Akol Sevivav, and there is Naira, there is awe around uh, everyone who surrounds him. Okay. Meaning, anybody who's around like Kedash Baruch Hu at some point in some way will experience an element of Hashem's judgment. Afilu, says the Mishnah, Even if we hear women saying, this guy died, that is enough. You hear this? Says this next Mishnah, incredible. Mamish incredible. Until now, we were talking about how do you know if the guy's actually dead? You have to see his face with the forehead, with the nose, and he, he had to be in a situation where there was no way that he floated downstream. He couldn't have floated away. Okay? Says, says the mission now something incredible. What if there's a Yid traveling, we'll call it from the Middle East to South America. There's a woman who lives in South America. Her husband was in the Middle East. There's a Yid in the Middle East who hears women saying, Yanko Ben Beryl was Nifter. And he knows Yanko Bembero from South America. He knows the way. See, he's traveling back to South America. Word does not travel fast. And he says, listen, I heard people saying that this lady's husband passed away. You didn't see him. You don't know firsthand. But you're hearing this secondhand from the way people talk. Dayai, that is enough. Even if he hears kids saying, oh, we're going to this guy's Leviah. Okay. Uh, um, whether or not he, you know, whether the, the, they wanted it to have some, these words have some sort of impact or, or uh, not, the halacha is we're going to uh, accept it as Edus. Even when he intends, the halacha is you could rely on those words and the guy could come and. Uh, the fellow could come and give testimony that uh, that he died. Uh, if it's a non-Jew, however, it has to be what we call something which is It has to be like in the course of conversation. It can't be with any sort of intention. It says the Gemara Okay, it says the Gemara like this. You know, you hear kids talking. We're going to go to this guy's levaya and have a spade in. Yeah, you hear people talking. Says the Maybe they didn't go. Yeah. In other words, you ever, I mean, I just did this today. You sit in a van full of kids. The conversations they have in the back, incredible. Oh, the brilliance that takes place in the back seat of a 12 seater van when you're driving them to uh, play baseball or to the pool. You know, the things that they know for a fact uh, that, that are uh, taking place around the world and how, in, and how a carburetor works in a car 
and why the air conditioning is not pumping out, um, and you know, and they, they have every reason in the world uh, to know everything out there in the book. You have a kid talking. Does that mean that they that it actually happened? No. Says the Gemara, "Doma Yasli. We're talking about what the kids were saying. We already had the Leviah. We're coming back. Maybe it's the kid's teddy bear. It really means a grasshopper. But let's say it's a kid. Oh, we had a Leviah. We had a Leviah for, uh, you know, Greeny, you know, Greeny. And uh, that was this guy's nickname. And they really mean Greeny the grasshopper. How do you know what they're talking about? says, They didn't just say, we come back for the Leviah. They said, we come back for the Leviah. And, oh, this rabbi gave a husband. Oh, that rabbi gave a husband. That, I guess, that, that, I guess their imagination wouldn't dream up as big. I don't know why. I've heard some big imaginations out there. But the Misa, if they said, that they were big as them. From these Rabbanim, and we're on the way back, and they're saying how many people are at the Leviah, and they're giving all the details, then we're going to rely on these kids. Period. Okay? Alright. We said that by a guy mentioning that somebody dies, if he intended for his words to be used as Eidos, the halacha is we do not listen to him, we do not trust him. I'm Rav Yehuda says in the name of Shmuel, We're only talking about where the guy testified because he wants to permit the wife. But if he just wanted to give testimony, then we do, we do believe him. You hear So a guy comes and he tells us his guy died. Now if his intention was to allow the woman to remarry with the testimony, we're not going to trust him. We're not going to trust him. For any of us who've had any sort of experience, can understand this a million percent. I, I, I totally have this a million percent. But if their testimony is not to impact something that they feel is like a worthy cause, whatever it is, they just want to come and let us know that a guy died. Okay? So that we'll accept. How do you know what the guy wanted to do by giving testimony? Omar says, I'll tell you. Now you, you can't lead him. You can't lead him along. So he says like this. He got he comes to bed and he says, Listen, this guy died. He see you as Ishtoy. So his wife can remarry. So we're not gonna listen to him. He says, Listen, I want to tell you. This guy died. There's no mention at all about the wife, remarriage, Zeonis Gavin Latus. Didn't we have a story? Didn't we have a story? He argued with eighty with eighty five zekenim. So Rav Aishia Baribi was a tremendous tzaddik, and he argued with eighty five rabban. Omar Lehem. And he said to them, Where do we say that he, we don't listen to him when he wanted the wife to remarry? The Chum did not agree with him. So you see that either way, we're not going to listen. 
rather what our Mishnah means when it says that if he had kavana, then any dusa evil is hechem So what's taki going to be that case? We just thought the case was when he didn't have intention. So now we're looking. So he says, Mesiyach lefitumai. He didn't even come to necessarily give edus. Okay? You heard a guy talk, what's called Mesiyach lefitumai, in the course of conversation. Course of conversation. There wasn't any, uh, it, it, was, it was filler details. It was filler details. I have this, he, a, lot. Huh? I have this a lot. When, when my guy in, Rabbi, thank you so much for doing this. It would have meant a lot to my grandmother. Why? Because my grandmother was Jewish. Father's mother? No, my mother's mother. Right. Well, so that, right. that's that's uh, well, I can be my Kiahud yeah? Like uh, there was a guy who would come and say, Man Who is here from the home of Chivoy? Who's gonna hear from the home of Chivoy? I have to tell whoever's from the home of Chivoy that Chivoy passed away. Okay. The Ansaba Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yosef allowed the wife to remarry. He wasn't coming to give testimony. He wasn't coming to impact anything. He was just he wanted the family to you know to know details. So he, he didn't have any sort of intent to have an you know have an impact on anything. There was a guy who was going around saying, The guy who, who was a horseman in Pompadisa, he died. You guys heard the news, mom is terrible. Since he shared the news, yeah, it was reported on the news. So they allowed the wife to remarry. There was a guy who said, Man Ika be chasa, tava chasa. I need to know who's from the family of Chasa. They have to tell them that Chasa died. Chasa drowned. So because of Rav Nachman said, Chasa's wife married, and um, they, uh, and they, they let it stay. They didn't, throw a, they didn't throw a problem with it. So again, you see that from an original statement of a guy, we can rely on, uh, on a woman to remarry. You learn from here. This that we said, if a guy floats away and there's no end, we have to assume he dies. You know what that means? We're not going to allow the woman to remarry. But let's say she did remarry. We're not going to force her to separate. After the fact, we're not going to force her to separate from the husband. There are those who say, Rav Nachman, um, was Ansaba. Rav Nachman allowed marriage for the wife. Omar because he said, Chosa gavar rabba isay. Chosa was a gavar rabba. And he said, And if somehow, some way, he would have come up, we would already know about it. And the truth is, it's not so. Like we said before, Okay. Another story, here we go. There was was a guy that became Israel who said to a yid, "Kitoil aspasta, cut me some aspasta, some sort of grain, and please give it to my animals on Shabbos. Can you please harvest something to feed my animals?" 
be like a tonaloch, a tonablanibar Yisrael. And by the way, I'm such a nice guy, I'm going to let you live if you do this. If you don't do it, I won't shoot you and kill you like I did to Yankel. Okay. Because I told the uncle, you better cook for me on Shabbos. And he refused. And I killed him. Now, nobody had any clue where the uncle was. And now this guy's walking over to another Yid and saying, you better do this for me or I'll kill you like I did this other guy. So, Yankel's wife now heard from the second guy that this guy said his, her husband was killed. And she came in front of Abai. She wanted to be able to remarry. So Shehisa, he waited. Abai waited. Top of tomorrow's daf. What did he wait? He waited for three regalim. Okay. Why did he wait for three regalim? So Rashi says, because regal time, yomtiv time, is meant for people to come and sit and handle People would get together on Yom Tovim, and he wanted to talk this through with other people. I want to talk this through with other Tamidicham. He didn't allow her to remarry right away. Amrle Ravada Barava. Ravada Barava said, Zil Lakamid Rabbi Yasef. Abai is not giving you an answer. Go to Abaye's Rebbe. Why not go to the Hilag Rabbi Yasef? Techariv Sakine. Rabbi Yasef has a sharp knife. Oh, not going to hurt anybody with it, but it means he's got a sharp mind. Yeah, Rabbi Yosef will figure this out for you. She went to Rabbi Yosef, and he answered her from the Brisa, which says, If you have a guy who's selling fruit in the shuk, and he says, Oh boy, do I have fruit. These fruits are mamish arla. Huh. Yeah, these fruits are arla. Shall azikahin. Or these fruits are azika. Azika is a very chosh of a fruit. Okay. Shall nataravayi. Or these fruits are made of nataravayi, which is the fourth year, and they need to be eaten in Yerushalayim. Lai amar klum. Don't worry about it. We don't listen to him. It's not arla. It's not azika. No, it's the good and the bad. Right? We don't listen to him. Lai neskavin el lashbiach mechlei. Guys know what he's talking about. He's just screaming it from the shuk. Why? He wants you to buy his produce. But he's a salesman. That's all he's doing. But just, just because a salesman says something doesn't necessarily mean that that's what we uh, attribute to the product. Hence, says Rabbi Yosef, you know, this guy says to a yid. Here's how it comes full circle. I'll kill you like I killed the uncle. Says Rabbi Yosef. <laughs> it's a big talker. That's all he is. He's a big talker. So he, he, uh, he did not allow her to remarry. You cannot rely on his words. We'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Bezrem tomorrow will be Zoycha to learn the last daf in Meseches Yevomas. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.